0: Club Talk Radio.
1: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and welcome to another episode of Perfect Kingdom Network. You are listening to episode 1685, and I am your host, Arsenius Colvin. That's right, that's right. My name has changed, and I'm excited to share that I recently got married and just enjoying it and doing it. Um, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm happy. And, you know, just giving God praise for the things that he has done in my life. Because let me tell you, honestly, um, a few years ago, I did not think that it would happen. But I'm grateful tonight. You know, God has been so good to me. And despite everything that I've gone through, he has proven himself over and over every time in my life and you know he has yet done it again so I'm just excited I'm feeling good I'm blessed and I and I hope that you've had a wonderful day today um, but again you're listening to another episode of purpose kingdom network and I'm with one touch transformation which is a nonprofit organization where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors and so man if so much has, you know, so much has been going on, and if this is your first time listening or your first time hearing about One such Transformation, let me share a little bit about it. Um, we actually have not been doing um, any work this year, mainly because, you know, I wanted to take this time out this year off to actually just live life as a survivor because for the past seven years, I have been doing so much advocating and, you know, pouring out, pouring out and helping others that I haven't had a, a moment for myself to just actually to survive, you know, and, and live, you know, live as a survivor. So um, in case you don't know, the organization started simply off my story of surviving childhood sexual abuse. And after going through counseling and, and going through my, my therapy sessions and group sessions, I wanted to do something in my community. I wanted to make a difference. I knew that there was more um, for me to do instead of just, you know, saying that it happened to me. And so I, I had read several books, and I noticed that there there wasn't a lot of positive things as far as on the healing side that was out there. And so I wanted to I wanted to share my testimony and also be a witness to others that even though this traumatic experience had happened in my life, that you know, that there was healing available. And so it it was very difficult to find books or even to hear about stories of, of survivors, you know, really overcoming and sharing their stories and sharing, sharing light on everything that they'd gone through and how they were able to overcome. And so that's when I said, you know what, I need to share my story and I need to be a light to someone else who has gone through the same or a similar experience. And that's what I did. And that's why I started One Touch Transformation. I wanted to, you know, be a bridge to help others find their way to, you know, their voice and their healing and just being able to be free. Because trust me, I understand what it, what it feels like to be bound when you feel like you're not able to, to just to find your voice and to share with anyone this, about the traumatic experience that has occurred because it is very difficult it is very difficult, and we say it one more time, it is very difficult for anyone to just share their story, especially for the first time. But what I did realize and what I noticed is that each time that I shared my story, I felt that, uh, uh, you know, I was a bur- heavy burden was being lifted little by little, and that's what made me to continue to share the story because I knew that healing was coming as I was sharing my story. I knew that it was helping someone. And and I knew everything that I was saying and what I was doing was not in vain. And so that's why even now I still encourage those who have gone through that experience to share it with someone. And I'm not saying you have to share it with the whole world. You don't need a large platform. You don't have to put it on social media. But it is something that you do not want to keep to yourself. Find someone that you can trust, someone that you can confide in. Even if you need to find a, a counselor or a therapist, do so you will feel so much better once you start releasing that story, releasing those things that happened to you because it was not your fault. Your story matters, and and you deserve to find your power. You deserve to be healed. You deserve to be free because God, he said that I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And in order to live a life of abundance, we have to be free. I mean, experience true freedom. And I can say, I can truthfully say that my life has been so much better ever since I started sharing my story from the very first day, back in 2013 when I shared it with my family after holding it in for 20 years. Now, I will be honest and transparent and say that I've still had some bad days. I've still had some emotional days. I've still had some dark days. But overall, I feel so much better. I'm in a better place ever since I decided to to make the decision to heal and and find my voice and just, you know, have, just create a life of freedom because I did not want to remain in that same state. And and I'm telling you and I'm encouraging you that you do not have to remain in the state that you're in right now. You do not have to allow your past to dictate who you are and who God has destined you to become. There is so much and so for you, that greater is available for you. Healing is available for you. And I know if God can, be, can do it for me, he can absolutely do it for you. And, and it's, I just want freedom for everyone who has gone through abuse. I just want everyone who has gone through abuse to find their voice and just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That there, it, it's available. But, of course, you have to make the decision. You have to want the healing. You have to want the freedom. You have to want it. And so you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? That was one thing I had to ask myself, how bad do I want it? How bad do I want want to be healed? How bad do I, you know, want to experience freedom? How bad do I want to come out of this? And I wanted it. I've wanted it. And so my prayer, my desire for those who have gone through similar experiences is for you to experience true freedom. I want you to experience true freedom, and I want you to know that it is available to you. It's available to you and it's available for you. God, he He does amazing things in our lives. I mean, His it's just amazing. That's all I can say. It's amazing. Sometimes you can't even put it all into words, and when I just look back over my life in these past eight years and just think about what God has done to me because people do not realize the, the after effects that, that people deal with after going 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 through these traumatic experiences. I, mean, I don't I don't even have time to talk about each of them tonight. But there are so many after effects. There are so many things that come along with you know abuse, whether it's you know sexual abuse, whether it's sexual assault, whether it's molestation, incest, physical abuse. I mean, there is so much. It is so much. And I realize that it is difficult whenever it's time to really face it. But in order to heal, you have to face it. In order to heal, you have to talk about it. In order to, you know, find your voice, you have to peel back the Band-Aid. So I know it's difficult. It, it, It sounds tough. It is. But if you want it, if you want that healing, you have to make the decision to do it. No one can do it for you. You have to make the decision yourself. And so we're going to actually talk a little bit about, you know, um, like sexual victimization. So talking about how, yeah, sexual abuse victimization, how victims feel and the things that victims have to deal with. And not only just deal with it, but how, you know, we can still overcome and have the victory and recover, you know, the healing and the growing, all of that. Um it's it's amazing whenever you meet others, you know, because throughout this journey, I have met other survivors who have been able to just not just survive, but thrive. And that is the goal. Like you want to just, you don't want to just survive, but you want to thrive in life because so many things have tried to defeat you. So many things have tried to keep you down, and 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 the enemy does not want you to succeed. The enemy does not want you to come up. The enemy wants you to stay bound, wants you to stay broken, wants you to just stay, you know, where you are. But no, God has greater for you. He has greater plans. He has greater things for you to do, um, greater things for, for uh, that he wants to perform in your life. And I've always felt like, Every survivor has a story that is meant for someone else. Your story has power. Your story has power. And your story is meant for someone else, at least one other person. There is one person, at least one person that God has assigned to hear your story, how you have overcome or what you've gone through. So that is why it's so important, so important to, to share your story. And, you know, just release it because someone needs to hear it. Someone needs to hear it. So, again, this is Episode 1685. If at any time that you hear something that that perks you or something that piques your interest or if you have a comment or have an, an encouraging word for some of our listeners who may Be going through these traumatic experiences right now or the past of their traumatic experiences, please feel free to either call in. Um, That number is 319-527-6091. For all of our online listeners, that's 319-527-6091. If you're already listening by phone, all you have to do is press the number one and we'll bring you on. So dial that number and press the number one and we'll bring you on the call. I'd love to hear from you. But again, I'm Arsenius Colvin with One Touch Transformation, and we're going to jump right into our discussion. All right, so I want to begin with the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. This is going to be our scripture for tonight. And let me say this scripture can cover so much, <laughs> but we're going to focus on we're going to focus on one word out of, out of this scripture. But the scripture reads, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. It reads, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so the one, one of the words that I want to focus on out of this scripture is V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, victory. Y'all remember the song? Now? I've got no victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. So I used to sing that a lot, I used to sing it a lot when I was a little bit younger. Um, but we're talking about victory. And I want to tie this word in with recovery. So we're talking about victory and tying it in with recovery. So earlier I said I was going to focus on sexual abuse victimization. So, excuse me, so sexual abuse victimization, and we're talking about recovery and victory. So an individual who has been sexually abused, and we're going to say as a child, we'll start there, as a person who's been sexual abused as a child, it can cause some major damage, both, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, depending on, um, you know, the individual and the individual that per- that performed the sexual act on the child. So it, it can be some some drastic, drastic things that happen to that child, like I said, physically, mentally, and emotionally. But um, there is a difference between whether the child is able to, you know, find help during that time versus a child growing up into an adult and there was, you know, no help that was given or available to that child. And so we're going to focus on... You know the child that grew into an adult and never received that help as a child, and so and and in that case, that that was my case. That was my case because I was around six years old, and because I never said anything about it, I never received any help or you know anything over those the course of those twenty years, and and that is the story for so many others. I've met so many people or so many individuals or or, or survivors who waited to say anything about it and never sought help or didn't seek help until later on. And so when we talk about the word recovery, most of the time we hear the word recovery where we may think about um, alcoholics, drug addicts, people have bad habits, so they, they try to go through recovery programs, right? All right, so now let's tie in the word recovery for sexual abuse victims because during that period from the time that they were abused up into their adulthood, there have been some things that they have lost. There have been some things that um, because of what happened or what occurred in their lives, their life, they have lost several things. Some may have lost their voice for starters. They may have lost their drive. They may have lost their ambitions, their dreams. They have lost – maybe family, friends, um, those that they used to be close to. So there are many things that a victim loses, especially, especially when help is not available or when they go silent because the voice is lost, so everything else that goes along with it has now been lost. Or we can look at it this way where, you know, something was stolen. So when we're talking about a child, usually the expression their innocence was stolen. Because of course the child didn't give it away freely. So in a sense it was stolen. And because it was stolen, everything else went along with it. It was lost. So we're let's just um just start at the voice. And so we know that our voice it it gives us power. Um power it lies it's in our tongue. So because the voice has now been um, taken. Now their power has been taken away. So when I looked at the word recovery, you know, there were two different definitions. The first one says a, a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. So some people may argue like, okay, I, um, someone, a victim of sexual abuse would never be normal. And, you know, I get it. um, You're never the same. And that's true. That is true. Because something so precious like that happening and being done to the body, I mean, you can't help but feel that way, like, never be the same. And so the second definition, it says the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. So, again, the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. So we're going to focus on that definition, talking about recovery, recovery, recovery. So a sexual, a sexual abuse victim, although, although in the act of that traumatic experience, their voice is stolen, their power is stolen or taken away, when they start the journey of healing when that individual starts the healing of that journey of healing he or she is seeking recovery and that recovery it may look different from um different for um different individuals it may look different for others but that recovery what they're seeking is number one that voice and that power because at one at at, at some point they felt like they were or they have been powerless because of what occurs. Powerless in their mind, in their body, something that was taken, you know, stolen. Like how do you feel when when someone just takes something from you? You know, especially as a child, when you have an adult that takes something from you as a child, it makes you feel powerless. It makes you feel worthless. It makes you feel like your voice doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, you you get to say what goes because you're the adult. You get to make all the decisions because you're the adult, and and it's and it's like that when it comes to victims and the perpetrators, especially when it's an adult and a child. But those of you, if you're listening and, and you have gone through that experience and have not started your your journey of healing. I'm here to encourage you that, that not only is recovery possible, but it is within reach. So so like I said before, it's something that you, want, you have to want it. You have to make the decision. Now, there's a quote that I want to read, and when I read this a few years ago, I really latched on to it because it spoke so much volume. And I want to read it. And I'll, hopefully you'll understand why I latched on to it, because when we're talking about, or when I'm talking about surviving and overcoming and, and recovering and having a victory over being a sexual abuse victim, but and as a matter of fact, no longer a victim, but a survivor. When I read this quote, when I read it the first time, and when I read it now, it just empowers me and encourages me even more. And it lets me know that I no longer I have to be a victim. And everything that I lost, everything that was stolen, I have been able to recover. I have been able to regain not only my voice, but regain the power that I thought was taken from me. Because as a child, when it, occurred, when it happened, well, as a child, when I experienced it, yes, I felt hopeless. I felt lost. I felt broken. I felt desolate. It left me in a desolate place for years, even though I was not able to say anything about it. And and maybe, maybe you're in the same place or know someone who's in that same place who really wants to come out of it but don't know how because they're too afraid or or still feeling hopeless or still feeling like their voice doesn't matter. But I'm here to encourage you that your voice matters. Your voice matters. Your voice has power. Power. Life and got is the power of the tongue so that lets us know that whatever we need, whatever we desire, and, and, and if we're desiring healing, if we're desiring recovery, if we're desiring recovery, all we have to do is use our voice. And so this quote reads, it says, and now, having survived, she can begin again. She can go beyond surviving and work for the quality of life that she deserves. She can unlock and break the secret, take her power back. Share the guilt and self-blame of the experience and learn finally to be angry at what was done to her instead of at herself. She can refuse to accept a life that feels confused and out of control. It is not enough to get up each morning and suffer through the day. When she faces her past and reclaims herself, she will not just have survived, she will have triumphed. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And now, having survived, she can begin again. Begin again. You know, yesterday is gone. The past is the past. What You are not what happened to you. You are not what happened to you. God has given us, a, you know, he gives us a brand new day. He gives us brand new mercy. So that lets us begin again each and every day. Each and every day, no matter what yesterday looked like, no matter what last week looked like, no matter what last month looked like, and even what last year looked like, but we have another chance to begin again. And those of you who have experienced the traumatic events in the past, I'm encouraging you to, and letting you know that you can begin again. You do not have to remain in your past. You are not what happened to you. And you can do more than just survive. There's more to life than just surviving. Once you get on that road of healing or that journey, when you make that decision, let me tell you, you will do more than just survive. You will thrive. And you get to choose what you want in life, what you want out of life. Do not allow The past, do not allow whoever your perpetrator was to have power over you. You are powerful. You are strong. Why? Because God, he has not given us a spirit of fear but a power and love and a sound mind so that lets us know we have the power to become whatever it is that we desire. Whatever, she said, it said, she she worked for the quality of life that she deserves. If you, if you know you deserve better, then you go out and get better. Do not allow your perpetrator to have power over you. Don't allow your past to have power over you. My God, take your power back. Take it back. It says shed, shed the guilt and self-blame of the experience. Look, it was not your fault. It was not your fault. A lot of times people like to victim blame. They want to ask questions and wonder why he or she didn't say anything before or or why she was wearing this or why was he there. People victim blame. But I'm telling you, don't blame yourself. You didn't ask for it. You did not ask for it. So don't blame yourself. Do not blame yourself. And, And it's okay to be angry at what was done to you because it was wrong. But don't be angry at yourself. I know a lot of times we do get upset with ourselves. As victims, yes, we blame ourselves because, oh, maybe I should have said something, or maybe I shouldn't have gone over there, or maybe I should have yelled, maybe I should have said stop. But guess what? There are times when our body freezes up. When your body freezes up, it doesn't know how to react. So it is okay. Don't blame yourself. Don't be angry with yourself. But be angry at what was done to you. It is okay. It is all right to feel that anger. Refuse to accept the life that feels confused and out of control. You don't have to feel crazy. No. Don't you dare make yourself, you know, go crazy because of what happened. It was beyond your control. It wasn't anything that you signed up for, nothing that you asked to happen. So don't don't run yourself crazy. It is not enough to get up each morning and suffer through the day. I know sometimes we want to feel sorry for ourselves, but we don't want to do that to ourselves each and every day. You know, God gives us a brand new morning, a brand new day. Let's enjoy that day. We don't want to suffer each and every day. Sometimes we, you know, we want to wake up with the dark cloud over us. No, that God did not, he did not intend for us to live that way. So we don't want to suffer through the day, but let's wake up feeling positive. Let's wake up. Um, just seeing how can we overcome? How can we continue to recover and find healing? She will not have just survived, but she will have. She will have triumph. So we want to just. We want to do more than just survive. We want to thrive. We want to be triumphant. We want to have the victory. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. When we triumph, that's how we know we have victory. When we did the thing, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing more than just surviving. I am living. I am. I am thriving. I am going after my desires. I am becoming greater. I am doing greater. Why? Because greater is in me than he that is in this entire world. You know, when we have God, you have everything. When we have God by your side. You can do anything. I can do all things through crisis strength and we like, come on. Do more than just survive. Do more than just survive. And so a lot of times, uh, when we're talking about survivors, it can be used you know, I looked at it a little loosely because most of the time when you think about someone surviving something, they could be we think of accidents, you know, car accidents or or any other accident would, when we really look at it from this perspective, when we're talking about a survivor, one who has endured abuse, trauma, you know, and they're able to, you know, live a life of abundance, you're talking about a survivor. Yeah, I'm talking about a survivor. So we, we're, we're recovering everything that we've lost, everything that was taken from us. We're getting it back. We are regaining it. We are regaining possession of our voice, regaining possession of our power. Everything that the perpetrator tried to steal, everything that the perpetrator tried to do or take away from us, no, we're regaining it. Taking control over our body, over our mind, our voice. We're we're regaining it. Recovery. Why? Because God has given us the victory. He's allowed us to 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 triumph. Man, let me tell you. Whenever you have a uh, a live a life of victory, especially after enduring um, trauma, when we're talking about sexual abuse, after going through those traumatic experiences, man, when you live a life of of victory and a life of just being triumphant, I mean, you become unstoppable. You become unstoppable. And even though we can't um, go back to the same state where we were as far as before as the experience happened, you have an even better life. So although although my life started off a little rocky because I have victory, my life is better. Life is better. So now I don't have to. I don't have to go by what happened to me as far as, like, you know, worry about, man, I won't be able to do this or I won't be able to do that because of what happened to me. I no longer have to just rely on that or just feel sorry for myself or just, you know, blame everything on the abuse. But I can take everything that has happened and and use the victory that God has given me and still have a prosperous life. You can still have a prosperous life. In the same book that I read, the quote, it talked about how there are many people who have recovered. And it said, not only recovered from these experiences, but have gone on to lead happy, healthy, and productive lives. Man, you cannot keep a good man or a good woman down, especially when God has given them the victory over traumatic experiences or, you know, anything they have gone through, something that has tried to take them out or, or keep them down. When God has given the individual the victory, there's no stopping them, no stopping them. And they still go on to have a productive life. And I think back, even over my life, the things that I've been able to accomplish, the things that God has allowed me to do. And and I am not boasting, I'm not bragging, but I'm just just in awe because when I look back and just realize where I could have been, the things that could have happened to me, the places where I could have been, I could have gone, but instead, but God has allowed me to have a productive life. I wasn't lying when I said years ago I did not see marriage in my future. Of course, when I was younger, yes, I, you know, had my my dream, my dream husband, dream house, and this and that and the third. But years later, my mind, in my mind, me thinking, there was no more marriage in the picture. I just knew that, you know, it was just going to be me. And I was okay with it. I mean, oftentimes I would say, well, if it happens, I'm okay. If it doesn't, I'm okay. But I'd reached a point or reached a moment in my life where I just... Didn't think it was going to happen. And that was me thinking, me being in my own mind, my own emotions based off of my past. And this is even after, you know, even after I confronted my past. You know, I'm still having those thoughts. So even after you confront your past, even after you make the decision to heal, like I said, you will still have your moments. You still have those days when you're second guessing, you know, <laughs> second guessing your healing, second guessing your recovery and your victory. But that's when God has to constantly remind you. His Holy Spirit constantly reminds you like, look, you're okay. I still got you. God still has you. And so that's what that's what keeps us grounded. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us having this productive life. And so I know it was God. That's, it's God that's been with me all these years. It's, it's God that has allowed me to accomplish these things. Like I've I've done a lot. I've done a lot in my life. And the first, I think, the first time that I noticed or recognized that God was with me was when I was still in school, as far as um, junior high and high school. And the reason why, when, and it, I didn't recognize it at that time, but years later, I reflected on my academics coming up, and I wasn't supposed to be an honor student. Like, really, after going through traumatic experiences, I was not supposed to be an honor student. Going through those traumatic experiences, that should have affected me academically that should have affected me socially, but it didn't. And I used to wonder, like, why did I not display any signs of, of hurt? Why did I not display any signs of, you know, of, of abuse? And all I could think about, well, it, it had to be God. It had to be his spirit that, you know, that held me together and that still allowed me to be successful academically. And so now, when I think about it now, when I think about it now and, and just think back and look back and like, "Wow, how did I do that?" I didn't <laughs> it, it It definitely had to be God. It definitely had to be God. But um I'm, I'm just you know, grateful. I'm grateful because so many things could have gone wrong, even though years later. That's when I began to take on even more serious emotional um, events or moments in my life. Because, like I said, uh, a victim as a child who doesn't receive help, it carries into it their adulthood. And it's, it's a struggle. It really is a struggle. Being honest, it's a struggle both mentally and emotionally. And um there are a couple more things I would like to read with this book and and I'll give more information about this book where I'm getting this information from because it's it's been helpful for all the years that I've had it. And and one reason I pulled it back out is because you know I've recently gotten married and and this is for a, a whole another episode but there are things that are even carried into a marriage, you know, there are effects that carry into a marriage. But like I said that's for another time. But I pulled this book out, and it's been it's been helpful just rereading it because sometimes we just have to go back and you know remind ourselves like look I am victorious I am I, you know I am victorious I am strong I am powerful I am beautiful I am perfect just the way I am but you have to be reminded and so. It talks about the difference between, you know, I've been talking about the difference between, you know, the two different victims as far as one who is able to receive help at the time and one that carries it into adulthood. But it says, if a child's disclosure is met with compassion and effective intervention, the healing begins immediately. So we're talking about a child who has been sexually abused, and they are met with compassion and intervention immediately or after the fact then healing can begin. But the second part says, but if no one noticed or responded to your pain, or if you were blamed, not believed, or suffered further trauma, the damage was compounded. And the ways you cope with the abuse may have created further problems. And that is so many people today. So if, if you are one... That was gone unnoticed, and no one responded to your pain or if you were blamed or not believed or suffered for the trauma, then the damage was continued to pile upon each other and it is, is compounded and so now you're you're dealing with this this pain and this suffering, all of it is just attached to you, kind of latched to you, and it it carries into your adulthood, and so now there are further problems. And so that's when we have to make sure that we are even responding to our children. If if a child confides in you and this goes, I mean, mandated reporters, if um, youth leaders in our churches and the community, a child confides in you, please, please intervene. Do your part. If you see something, say something. You can report it anonymously if you don't feel comfortable making the report. Do know that you can report it anonymously, but please do your part so you can save that child from suffering any further damages or having any further damages or any further suffering. I'm telling you, they will thank you in the end. They may not see it right then, but when we're able to, to, to tackle it right then, then the healing process can begin. And I would rather a child begin the healing process that moment or, you know, right after the experience versus having to hold it in for years and being damaged even more as an adult because there are so many adults walking around who are hurt, who are damaged, who are feeling broken, who are in desolate places, who have, who have not recovered, who have not regained their power or, or regained their voice and it makes it, it makes it harder to even you know, regain your power and your voice. It, it was tough. It was tough, but it's possible and it is within reach. And so I, that's why I'm so you know, adamant about the healing part of it, not just the abuse itself or the traumatic experiences, but more than anything, I just want people healed because I know what it did for me. I know how much it helped me. I know how much it can help you. And so I just want you to find your healing. And healing, it is definitely, it's available. It is available. So this other part I would like to read, it says, the survivor who has accomplished her recovery faces life with few illusions, but often with gratitude. And that is certainly true. Certainly true. When you have, I'm not going to say fully recover, but once you begin recovering those things that were taken from you, your voice, your power, it gives you an attitude of gratitude. You wake up every morning feeling even more grateful that you're able to tackle another day. Or at the end of the day, you're feeling grateful that you were able to get through it. And sometimes it's just the, the small things. Being able to check off everything on your to-do list without having a breakdown. Being able to just share your story. Being able to be a shoulder or, or a listening ear to someone else who has gone through the same experience as you. Being able to even say me too, you know? Most people who, you know, when that whole movement was going on when it first started, and or trend, I should say when it was trending, people may have looked at, you know, those who were able to say me too, people may have looked at you and said, oh, but you know what? I wasn't asking for pity. But I was grateful that I was strong enough to say me too. That I finally reached a place when I started going through my or started my healing journey that I was able to say it happened to me or me too. So it it gives you a, an attitude of gratitude. Since her view of life may be tragic, but for that very reason she has learned to cherish laughter. She has a clear sense of what is important and what is not. Having encountered evil, she knows how to cling to what is good haven't encountered the fear of death, she knows how to celebrate life. So we're talking about gratitude. Recovery will give you an attitude of gratitude because you're you're grateful for what you've been able to recover, what you've been able to do. You're grateful for what you have found. You know, again, I have found my voice. I have found the power that is within me. Even though it's it's been there the entire time. But I've been able to reach within and recover my voice and my power. So when we're talking about recovery, victory, um, healing, it all ties in. It all ties in as a as a victim, but no longer a victim, but a survivor, and not just surviving, thriving, and being triumphant. And so, that I know, I know that so many are still afraid to start their journey, and it's okay, it's normal. But once you make that decision, it may be one of the hardest decisions, but it would be the best decision. And guess what? God will be with you every step of the way, every step of the way. He he. He's been there the entire time, even though we feel like he hasn't been. Sometimes we we get to the point where we feel like God has forsaken us, but God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He tells us that he will be with us until the end. He'll be with us always. And so that's how I know, you know, healing is available and it is possible. All things are possible. If you believe it, make the decision, but you have to do it yourself. And sometimes when we go through different things in life, we kind of break up with God. You know know how it is with relationships when we're hurt. We tend to hurt the people that are closest to us. And so sometimes we break up with God and, and feel like, well, God, you allowed this to happen to me. God, you just left me hanging. So why do I need you? Why should I have you in my life? But let me tell you why we need him in our life. We need him for, for the good days, the bad days, the, the hard times, the good times. But he, he gives us his Holy Spirit as a comforter. So whenever we do go through these experiences, these, these bad times in life, that we have something that will comfort us through those times and strengthen us. I look to the hills from which comes my help. My help, comes; from, it comes from the Lord. And so I know when I need strength, all I have to do is look to God. And so you may feel like he has forsaken you, that he has left you, or he just left you hanging, and that he allowed these things to happen to you. But guess what? He's still there. And he still loves you. No matter what, he still loves you. And he wants you to invite him back into your heart, or maybe maybe you haven't invited him at all, but tonight I encourage you, I admonish you to invite him in. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to go through things even with having him in your life because you will, but that is the purpose of having him so that you're able to go through because he will bring you through it because he will give you the victory. And so tonight I ask you to open up your heart. And invite him in. So behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's knocking at your heart. He's knocking at the door, but you have to let him in. He's not going to force himself in, but he's giving you the choice to let him in. There is nothing too hard for our God, nothing that he cannot do. So even with a broken heart, with a confused mind, God is able to fix it. He tells us to, to just repent of our sins because we all have sinned and fallen short, the glory of God. But God, he is just, he's willing and he's able to forgive you. And so all you have to do is just open up your heart, repent of your sins, and let Him in. And if you're ready to open up and allow Jesus to come in, I want you to pray with me tonight. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, and and we love you. God, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for all of our sins. Lord, we ask of your forgiveness. We ask that you remove everything that's not of you. God, we ask you to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. God, we ask you to fill our hearts with your love, your joy, your peace, every fruit of the spirit. God, we ask you to fill Fill every void. God, everything that we have gone through that has allowed us or made us push you away, God, we ask that you forgive us. God, we open up our hearts and we receive all of you. God, we ask that you strengthen us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, O God, in the name of Jesus, so that we may not sin against you. God, have your way. Have your way in our lives. Direct us, O God. Direct our footsteps, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Direct our thoughts. Everything that we set out to do, God, we ask that you just continue to be with us. Help us to put you first, God. We we seek you first in the kingdom of God and your righteousness so that everything else that we do will be added into place. God, we pray that you get the glory out of everything that we do, everything that we say. Lord, we thank you for every listener. Those who have experienced any kind of traumatic events in their life, God, I ask that you strengthen them, that you encourage their hearts, oh, God. Help them to fully recover their voice, their power, and their strength. Lord, I know that you can do it because you did it for me. And, Lord, I know and I believe that you can do it again. Lord, I pray that your people find healing. Lord, I pray that they find strength and peace, comfort only like you can. Lord, I pray for every listener tonight. God, we thank you for what you have done for us, how you have kept us throughout the day. God, we ask that you watch over us throughout the night. Lord, we ask that you bless those who are sick, those that are in the hospital, those that are confined to their beds. God, we ask that you raise them up only like you can. Send your healing power. Send your word, O God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to bless everyone who is a part of a Purpose Kingdom Network. God, we ask that you continue to strengthen us as a unit. God, help us to encourage your people. God, we thank you for what you've allowed us to do. And, Lord, we ask you to bless our families and everyone who's connected to us. Continue to watch over us, even uh, um, in the midst of everything that's going on. God, we ask you to keep us covered under your blood. Look on those who are in authority over this country and worldwide. God, we ask that you continue to direct them as they make decisions. But, God, continue to keep us covered. God, we thank you. We praise you, O Lord, and we love you. All these blessings we ask in your name. Amen and amen. All right, at this time, we're going to have our announcements for Purpose Kingdom Network.
0: All right, all right. Uh, Excellent ministry tonight, uh, Minister Artheneus Colvin. And um, I just want to tell you, though. um, when you were talking about the word recovery, you know, it, it brought one thing to mind as far as when, you know, how man, uh, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God, and then when, you know, man comes and he steps in, sometimes he makes things or inventions as if he was God, but one of the perfect inventions that was made, and, you know, talking, you know, as far as turns back to school, was the pencil, and you think about the pencil, you say, yeah, it's pretty simple. You know, hey, you know what, Uh, he thought about, you know, if the point gets dull, you know, you got a sharpener. And also, if we make mistakes, we can erase them. So, you know, um, hats off to the inventor of the pencil because, you know, um, he really thought of the constrictions of how God created us. You know, we all fall short of the glory of God, but guess what, you know, we may all make mistakes. And uh, there with the pencil, he gives us a chance that we can correct them and move forward. So with that being said, real quickly, I'm going to go ahead and do the announcements. And this is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. And I like, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, no matter if you're listening to us online or if you're listening to us via phone. We appreciate your listenership and your support, and we thank those that share with your friends and family members. We thank you so much. Also, if you want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply send a praise report, or you can just say hello. we gladly gladly uh, like to hear from you. Okay, and any time we do a uh, broadcast live, we are broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And anytime we do a live broadcast, we have the call-in number of 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you can press the number one. Uh, also, we do have archives here at Blog Talk Radio, where you can just simply go into blogtalkradio.com. You can simply type in a host name or the show name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we do have a radio network, which is pkn.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. And, of course, from time to time, we we'll rebroadcast one of our past shows. Uh, okay, and um, also we invite you to like us on Facebook at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can uh, just see our upcoming advertisements and our upcoming shows, and uh, feel free to share with your friends and family members. And We thank you so much for that. Well, guys, we want God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour with The Dwelling Place, hosted by... Minister Dominique Hudson, and once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for the Dwelling Place with Minister Dominique Hudson. And with that being said, this is going to be the end of the announcement, and we're going to turn the show back over to Minister Colvin.
1: Thank you for those announcements. Um, before we close out, just want to thank all of our listeners, those who tune in, whether online or called over the phone. We appreciate you tuning in. And hopefully something that was said, it really resonated with you and something that you can share with And also, I would like to give the Sexual Assault Hotline for those of you who may need it for yourself or need to share it with others. Because sometimes it's just a matter of sharing information, whether it's on your timeline or even through a text message because you never know who needs this information. So that sexual assault hotline is 1-800-656-4673. So, again, that number is 1-800-656-4673. And also, a great website that you can share is Rain.org. that's R-A-I-N-N.org, which stands for Rape Abuse Incest National Network. There's a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of helpful information. There are a lot of resources that can be found. Um, Anything that you need to know about sexual abuse, whether it's from knowing the actual information on it or knowing how you can help, you can find it on that website. Also, if you're looking for rape crisis centers, you can put in your zip code and it'll bring up the nearest one in your location. So again, that's rain.org. Another website does that's great for information as far as male survivors is the organization one in six. And that website is one in org, which is the number one I in the number org, And that is catered toward male survivors because a lot of times we know that there's so much available for, you know, female survivors, but we know that it happens to males as well. So that is a great resource for male survivors. Um, I want to make sure that you get um this this information so you can share it with others. But again, please feel free, feel free to share it with family, friends. Post a number on your on your timeline because, like I said, you never know who's following your page and may need to see that information. One cool thing about um, range.org, there's a a chat chat section available. So even if you are if you're ready to share your story, if you're ready to talk to someone, and you don't know where to go. There's a, a section available for you right there. And even when you're Googling sexual assault hotline, it gives you the option to either call or chat because I know sometimes it's, it's easier to write it out or type it out versus talking it out. So they're making it available and catering to both sides. But, again, um, remember, remember that God has given us the victory. Uh, that, that scripture, again, if you missed it, was 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that in Jesus we have victory. No matter what we we're going through, no matter what has been done to us, no matter what we have experienced, we still know at the end of the day that God can still give us victory because um, his name is powerful. His name is, is it's just above everything, above everything, above all things. And so with Jesus, we do have victory. And, and just know that whatever you may be experiencing right now, whatever you may have gone through or may be going through right now, just know that there, there is healing available and you can recover. You can recover. It is within reach and very much possible. So go and get it. Go get it. <laughs> um, I think that was Mary Mary's song that said, go get it. So you have to want it. So ask yourself, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to recover? How bad do you want to heal? How bad do you want the victory? You know, God has it there. And so all we have to do is go get it. Make that decision. And so I encourage and I admonish any victim who is listening right now, any survivor, to go after go after it. Go after it. Because remember, in Jesus, you already have the victory. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. This has been an episode, um, episode 1685 600, of the One Touch Transformation. And, again, I'm your host, Arsenius Colvin, and I hope you have a wonderful night. Hope you have a wonderful night and enjoy the rest of your week. Do not let anyone steal your joy this week. Do not let anyone, you know, steal it or take it away. <laughs> Don't give it away, all right? So be blessed. I love you, and God loves you even more. Have a good night.
0: Jesus led. He raised me,
1: he, I, I will, will not lose. lose. He saved me, I will not lose. free, I will not lose. Never want to see down, I, I will,
0: will not lose. Not. me. yeah